Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Meyer Tea Talks podcast. I am Dr. Wendy Myers, and today we have a great interview for you with Dr. Isabella Wentz. And she's talking about her new book, The Adrenal Transformation Protocol. And we're going to be talking about a lot of issues related to the adrenals, um, why if you have thyroid issues, you also are going to have adrenal issues typically. And we talk about the different symptoms that are signs you have adrenal issues, all the different kinds of stress that promote adrenal issues and why if you have that tired but wired feeling, might want to check your adrenals, give your adrenals some love. And we talk about why a lot of people have low cortisol in the morning. It's cortisol is that get up and go hormone, why people have it low in the morning and then high at night that then keeps them awake and then they don't get enough sleep and they're tired and they produce more cortisol the next day, which messes up with their blood sugar and just all these different issues related to the adrenals. And we talk about adaptogenic herbs, yes or no on those. Uh, we talk about a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things like, you know, the pros and cons of taking DHEA, which is, you know, very commonly, uh, recommended by, you know, integrative or functional medical practitioners. And also why conventional doctors just kind of write off adrenal fatigue as, um, not really a credible diagnosis and what the problem with that is and why people can miss this very, very common issue, which is adrenal dysfunction. So all that and more coming up. So tune in. So I know you guys listening to the show, you're concerned about heavy metal toxicity or heavy metal body burden of toxins, which is a legitimate concern. There's a hundred thousand chemicals and there's dozens of heavy metals and we're exposed to them every single day and they do build up in your body every single year. So I created a quiz called heavymetalsquiz.com. Just takes a couple minutes to take it. You get your results. You have low, medium, or high uh, levels of toxins in your body and a free video series following that, that educates you and answers all of your frequently asked questions about detoxification. So go check it out, take it at heavymetalsquiz.com. So our guest today, Isabella Wentz, she is a pharmacist and she's an internationally acclaimed thyroid specialist and a licensed pharmacist who has dedicated her career to addressing the root causes of autoimmune thyroid disease after being diagnosed with Hashimoto's in 2009. She's the author of three books on Hashimoto's, uh, Hashimoto's Thyroiditis Lifestyle Interventions for Finding and Treating the Root Cause, Hashimoto's Food Pharmacology, and Hashimoto's Protocol, which became a number one New York Times bestseller. And you can learn more about Dr. Isabella Wentz and her work at thyroidpharmacist.com, where you can also learn about her new book, Adrenal Transformation Protocol. Isabella, thank you so much for joining the show. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yes. Yeah. I've had you on before. You know, we were talking about uh, the thyroid and uh, thyroid health, and that's your area of expertise. And so you wrote a book about the thyroid called the root cause protocol. And you're known as a thyroid pharmacist. So how did you get so interested in thyroid health? Well, in full disclosure, it definitely wasn't in pharmacy school. In pharmacy school, I thought thyroid conditions were boring. There was only just one drug that I learned about to give people with hypothyroidism. It was like, if, if somebody has hypothyroidism, give them levothyroxine. And sometimes you might need to keep them on the branded medication known as Synthroid. 
And so there's older medications out there like armor, but most people don't need to take them. Maybe if they've been on them for a while, you could keep them on. And that was really like just everything that I learned about thyroid disease. And in addition to some of the symptoms when I was in pharmacy school. And so this just was something that I'm like, okay, this is not that interesting. Right. And I was personally expecting that maybe when I got older and um, was like in my seventies, my thyroid hormone production would slow down. But I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism in my twenties after almost like 10 years of like fatigue, panic attacks, anxiety, hair loss, carpal tunnel in both arms. And I had just had this like super long list of symptoms. And that's when I really became interested in the thyroid and in Hashimoto's, like when I got my own diagnosis and I was like, I want to feel better. And I found thyroid medications um, only helped a little bit. So it wasn't like the promised land of what I learned about in pharmacy school, that if somebody has this condition, you give them this drug and you know, that's it. Like I took thyroid medications and I felt a little bit better, but I still struggled with 95% of the symptoms I had before I started the medications. And that's how I became the Hashimoto's thyroid expert slash human Guinea pig. Like I just really was trying to get myself to feel better and I just kept unraveling the, the different layers of the onion to, to get myself to go from, you know, feeling like 10% of myself to a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, so many people struggle with thyroid issues and I've talked at length about how heavy metals promote thyroid issues and mercury and things like that. Um, but the adrenals are also, uh, you know, you know, uh, very important in, thyroid health because, you know, the adrenals and thyroid, there's a, a major connection there and the thyroid's low, then the adrenals have to take over. And so what's that connection? And you write about this in your new book, the, the uh, adrenal transformation protocol, which I'm so glad that you wrote this to kind of complement uh, your work with the thyroid. Tell us about it. Sure. And so I, um, what I've learned over the years, and definitely I was like my first guinea pig. So I saw this firsthand in myself is oftentimes you can't just support the thyroid gland without supporting the adrenals and people, um, who may need thyroid medications, they'll get on them and they think like, this is going to be great. I'm going to feel so much better. But within a few weeks, they actually start coming back to some of the symptoms that they had such as the fatigue, the brain fog, the trouble losing weight, trouble with having unrefreshed sleep, um, libido issues and so on and so forth. And they're like, okay, well, what's going on? Do I need more thyroid medication? Um, and they're, they'll check their thyroid labs and their thyroid labs will be fine. And their doctors will be like, no, you don't need any more medication. We don't want to over-medicate you, but they'll still have these symptoms. And part of the missing piece here is that adrenal uh, function. So the, as you mentioned, the thyroid gland and the adrenal glands and the hormones they produce, there's a feedback loop there. So it's not like, you know, we have these hormones that they just live in a vacuum in separate compartments of our bodies, right? They, they talk to each other with respect to, um, stress hormones. Whenever we have put out too many stress hormones, like cortisol, um, that can produce, lead our bodies to produce more of something known as reverse T3, which is a type of thyroid hormone that essentially binds thyroid hormone receptors. And rather than like turning them on, it just kind of sits there and blocks them. So you can have enough thyroid hormone, quote unquote, and not even have a thyroid condition, no thyroid illness, nothing wrong with your thyroid gland, but it's just that stress 
that could be impacting how your body utilizes your thyroid hormone, right? So that's kind of like one pathway, right? The other pathway is like, as you said, when somebody's hypothyroid, their adrenals take over. And so the body has this beautiful mechanism that when you're hypothyroid, it will hold on to its cortisol for longer. So rather than clearing out cortisol in a normal rhythmic fashion, it'll say like, let's hold on to that cortisol. Cortisol, people think it's bad, right? There you hear cortisol is bad, cholesterol is bad, all these things are bad. But cortisol in just the right amounts can have anti-inflammatory benefits. It helps us produce energy. It helps us wake up. It balances our immune system. And so what happens is people will have more cortisol circulating when they're hypothyroid. Now come, you know, the doctor and come modern medicine and they'll be, um, they'll be feeling off because cortisol gives us energy, but it's more like an anxious energy, right? So you're like, you have that energy, like you just drank seven Red Bulls and it's not, not exactly like the best energy. Right. And a lot of times people will feel like, ah, I'm anxious. I'm feeling off. Something's going on. And they'll see their doctors, they'll get their thyroid tested. And the doctor might say, okay, you're hypothyroid. Let's get you on thyroid meds. And you're like, Eureka, like, this is great. I'm going to get better, but you get on the thyroid meds and then the cortisol clearance stabilizes, right? So rather than having a slowed cortisol clearance, your body's like, okay, we're going to clear out that cortisol that we have and getting on thyroid hormones can actually unmask advanced cases of HPA axis dysfunction where our body's not producing enough cortisol. And so when we don't have enough of that cortisol on board, that's when we can have a lot of these symptoms of um, hypothyroidism as well, when we're not actually hypothyroid. And it's tough. It's tough. Like we are so complex hormonally, especially as women. And, and, and I talk at length on this podcast about how toxins interfere in our thyroid. They interfere in our sex hormones, our stress hormones. There's a lot more research coming out about that. And I think for so many people, their cortisol production is switched. Like it's supposed to be high in the morning to you know, get your butt out of bed, but that it's low in the morning and then high at night. So people have this kind of consistent tired, but wired feeling. And that was my experience for so many years. What is going on there exactly? Yeah. So many people experience that with hypothyroidism, with chronic fatigue syndrome, with a lot of autoimmune cases, and even people who don't have a quote unquote diagnosis where you have what's called a flipped cortisol curve. Right. Um, and normally you're supposed to produce good cortisol in the morning and kind of go on a gradual slide. And then in the evenings you have just a little bit of it. And that helps you, um, make sure that you're producing enough melatonin. Now, um, when that's flipped, we're going to have trouble waking up in the morning. We feel sluggish all day. It takes us a while to get going. Um, we go through our day and in the evenings we start getting like wired, but tired. We might get a second win where you're like, I'm so tired, but I can't fall asleep. You just have a racing mind. You, you feel like you're just, you know, drink too much coffee or had caffeine pills or something crazy like that. And your sleep is unrefreshed. And Part of why that happens is it can happen over time when we're exposed initially to stress. There's an acute stress response where our body's like, Ooh, a tiger, let me like get away from it. So I'm going to help you. Let's produce a whole bunch of cortisol at once. And that's going to help us, right? We're not going to focus on digestion. We're not going to focus on repairing the body. Like, I just want to give you enough energy so you can run as fast as you can. 
um, and get away from that threat, right? And it's like known as our fight or flight kind of response. Now that's fine and dandy with acute stressors. And, you know, we kind of go through that. We save ourselves and then we sleep it off or shake it off. And then we kind of get back into balance, right? When our body goes into that like repair mode and digestion and rest, what, um, what happens in modern times when we don't have these, you know, bears walking around and we don't necessarily have as many acute threats, like some of us still do, you know, you're in a car accident, you have something traumatic happen to you that is life-threatening. But for a lot of us, our bodies are sensing like the daily stressors. And so, like you said, toxins that are over overwhelming our body can be a source of stress for us. There could be things like psychological stress. There could be inflammation from various sources, um, sleep deprivation, um, watching really negative news, all of these different things kind of build up. And then our body gets overwhelmed with like too much stress response. And eventually I feel like what I've described as like the, the boy that cried, cried wolf syndrome, where the body starts to make adaptations. Cause you can't have that much cortisol at all times. It's not good for us. So when we have this prolonged stress response, eventually, um, what will happen is people's cortisol production will get disconnected from their brain where their brain um, and their adrenal glands will have a, a bit of a feedback loop where they're having stress or they're still sensing stress, but they're just not having that same cortisol response. And their, um, their body essentially gets disconnected from the circadian rhythm and from like a normal life pattern. And this is, this is, a, you know, a consequence of being under chronic stress. Yeah. I mean, so many people today are under so many different types of stress. I mean, uh, not to mention, you know, not sleeping, their circadian rhythms off, they're not getting the light that they need at the right times. And you got EMF and emotional stress, financial stress, emotional trauma. I mean, it's just uh, staring at the screens all the time. And there's just so, so many things are just adding up and compounding uh, that cause adrenal fatigue, can you, or adrenal dysfunction, you know, so can you talk about a little bit more about what is the underlying root cause of adrenal dysfunction and maybe some signs that people have it and maybe they need to do something about it? Sure. Um, and I know people I've, I've talked to so many people over the years and various brilliant professionals and people will say like, well, I don't think this person has adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction. I think they actually have mitochondrial issues and they're right. And another person will say, this person doesn't have adrenal fatigue. They have mold exposure. And I'm like, you're right. Yes. And you're, you're right. And you're wrong. Right. Um, so there's a whole host of things that can cause adrenal dysfunction to develop. Um, this is how our body responds when it's overwhelmed by stress. And so stress could be like we said, sleep deprivation, we could have nutritional stress such as overeating or, or undereating, um, not getting enough nutrients, having blood sugar swings, having foods that are inflammatory to us. Then there's the whole, you know, can of worms of inflammation from our body. Like, so you can have parasites, you can have actual worms that are contributing to your inflammation. You can have toxins like mold toxins or heavy metals that are contributing to inflammation. Um, and then there's the whole like lifestyle piece of over-exercising and, you know, maybe like pushing yourself too hard and not sleeping enough, not, not having time for self-care. Then there is the whole big, like psychological aspect of it. So like current stress, past history of stress, and essentially what happens whenever our body senses stress and you have this like compounding effect, 
the body shifts into survival mode. It's like, okay, we're getting all these danger signals, right? So we need to get into survival mode. We need to like slow down metabolism. We need to like help you get through this really, really tough time. And you shift into this survival mode. Um, and some of the symptoms include like brain fog, fatigue, waking up super, super tired or having trouble waking up in the morning, feeling overwhelmed, like with, with life, like everything just feels like such a chore, right? Um, people call you and you're irritable. You might feel anxious. You might feel hangry. You might have blood sugar swings. You might have light sensitivity when you, you know, you feel like a vampire, you go outside and it's like the lights are like blinding you. Um, you might have salt cravings. You might have sugar cravings. You might have wine cravings. You might have um, like caffeine addiction, especially in the morning time to try to get yourself going. You might have, um, you know, I think libido issues, trouble falling asleep, trouble getting to sleep, trouble with waking up throughout the night, having unrefreshed sleep. So there are kind of a plethora of symptoms where, you know, like I think the natural medical clinicians will have put it into a category and have called it adrenal fatigue. It's also been known as burnout syndrome or adrenal dysfunction. The, the scientific term is HPA axis dysfunction, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction doesn't like roll off the tongue, but essentially it's, it's the body's adaptation to stress. Yeah. And now it's so many people are, are dealing with this. I mean, I don't see how there's anyone that doesn't have adrenal dysfunction of, of some kind because of all the different types of stressors that people are, are faced with. And so, uh, so, so let's, so the kind of one of the features of adrenal dysfunction is too much cortisol. Okay. And, or they can have like really low cortisol levels over time. Correct. If they've just, you know, I guess in the beginning stages, it's really high and then the body's not able to keep up with the demand and can go low. So is that the too much cortisol, is that the cause of the, the adrenal issues or kind of what's going on there? So the cause is essentially too much stress, right? So we initially start off with some the way that our body perceives stress. So there's a lot of stress perceived by the body. And again, it could be, it could be any of this, of the things we mentioned that are inside of our bodies, outside of our bodies, in our environment, and initially will produce a lot of cortisol, right? And this is how the body responds to stress, but we can't have a lot of cortisol production over time. So as you said, it's the body begins to adapt and eventually people go through the, what I call the stages of adrenal dysfunction. So in the initial stage, they'll have high cortisol. Then they'll be on a cortisol roller coaster where maybe they have high cortisol in the morning and then they like drip down low and they'll have that 3 PM crash. And then their cortisol will rise again when it's time to go to bed. And then as time goes on, they'll have that flipped cortisol curve, trouble waking up in the morning, trouble falling asleep at night. And this is kind of that stereotypical night owl person. And then the last, um, and this, this is probably the one I see most commonly is like an advanced adaptation to stress where you've, you've just had so much stress on your plate that your body's currently perceiving or have, has perceived in the past that your cortisol output is super low all day long. And so, um, these are people that I see with like chronic fatigue and hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and autoimmunity. And this is kind of like the stage where people say like, oh, 
you know, everybody that's stressed has too much cortisol. Like you just need to reduce your cortisol. And that's not necessarily the answer. Like for some people, yes, you know, you do need to do things that reduce your cortisol if you're in those early stages. But if you're in that like chronic fatigue stage where you're just exhausted all day, like you need to actually work on building up your cortisol. Now, the good news is like whether you have too much cortisol or not enough cortisol, the cause is the same. It's like that your body is in a stress survival mode. And most of the strategies for whether you have cortisol that's too low or too high that I've come up with shift you into like that healthy pattern. So we go from um, that survival mode into a thriving mode. Okay, great. And then, so what kind of testing do you recommend to find out if you have a adrenal dysfunction and cortisol issues? A lot of times people will go to their doctor and they'll ask um, a conventional doctor to test them for adrenal issues and doctors will test them for Addison's disease. And we'll say like, you don't have Addison's disease. Now this is a condition that is like rare and it's an autoimmune condition against the adrenal glands where 90% of the adrenal glands will be destroyed. And then a person will have issues with cortisol production. Their adrenals physically can't make cortisol. Now, um, this is a very real and serious life-threatening condition. This is not the same as adrenal fatigue, adrenal dysfunction. Adrenal dysfunction isn't necessarily like a disease. It's an adaptive process that the body does. Um, and the most conventional doctors will not test for it. So typically you would want to work with a functional medicine doctor or an integrative doctor or um, somebody that's a health coach or a nutritionist that specializes in functional nutrition that's that has these ordering privileges where you can self-order on your own, but it's maybe tricky to interpret. Um, doing adrenal saliva tests can be helpful as well as a urine test, like the Dutch test. Now, this is something that if I had like, if I had my little way, like I would like let everybody, I would make sure everybody got these tests and they'd have access to the right kind of practitioners and it would be covered on insurance, right? Now I do live in a world, like I do live in reality. So I know it's not um, possible for everybody to get that kind of a test done and let alone find somebody that can interpret that test. So I oftentimes just recommend for people within my community to really focus on their symptoms. And if they have those symptoms that we talked about, there's a really good chance that their body is in survival mode, right? And so the old protocols I used to use really focused on hormones and things like that. Whereas the protocols I'm excited to share more about now really focus on that stress component. So you can utilize them safely on your own and you don't necessarily need to like have testing done to get rid of your symptoms. There's so many of us that are living, uh, have lived very stressful lives and continue to, like I said, I think it's just it, I'd be very surprised to find people uh, without adrenal dysfunction uh, to some degree, you know, and I, there are people that are very resilient out there, but I think uh, most of us are living under a lot of different types of, of stress. And, and I know that 3 PM crash very, very well, <laughs> but uh, so can you have adrenal issues, even if you don't have like thyroid issues? I think it, you're kind of a unicorn if you don't have adrenal issues, right? So whether or not you have a thyroid condition, there are so many people with various degrees of adrenal issues. These are people that are, um, you know, diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, people diagnosed with fibromyalgia, people diagnosed with depression. Um, all of these people have been shown to have some degree of HPA axis dysfunction, 
but also people that are just living in our modern life that are experiencing symptoms like, you know, depression, anxiety, brain fog, fatigue. I really, um, have had a lot of people reach out to me over the years that don't have thyroid issues. And they'll say, Hey, I have all these symptoms and my thyroid gland is normal. What's going on. And I'm always like, it's the adrenals. It's the adrenals. It's the adrenals and addressing your adrenals now can help you to get feel can help you to feel better, like within a short time period. And it'll prevent you getting some kind of a crazy diagnosis. Right. So I know people look for answers and a lot, a lot of people may go from doctor to doctor and they can't really get a diagnosis and they can't get an answer, but they feel like complete crap. Like there's a chance you have adrenal dysfunction. If you're feeling burned out, if you're feeling wired, but tired, edgy, anxious, all of these things, it's like your body's stuck in survival mode. Let's get it out. Yeah. And so, and also in your book, you mentioned that, um, you know, a lot of conventional doctors don't really consider adrenal dysfunction, like a legitimate, diagnosis. Um, and why is that? It's such a good point. And there's such a argument about this. And part of it is that they don't necessarily recognize that stress adaptation and they only will test for Addison's disease, which is a type of adrenal condition that is present when the adrenals physically are damaged and they cannot produce cortisol. And then that person has low levels of cortisol throughout the day, just because their body can't produce it. They usually need some sort of cortisol, um, and you know, some kind of a stress hormone replacement, sometimes mineral corticoids as well, oftentimes. And in that case, the person will come up with those symptoms and the, the doctor will be like, well, you don't have Addison's because they're not utilizing adrenal saliva testing. And they're not utilizing like the, the urine testing because those tests are considered experimental and they're not part of like the whole, um, insurance reimbursement blood testing paradigm that most doctors are focused on. And then there's also like this argument about like the naming convention. So the person that first coined the term adrenal fatigue was a um, brilliant naturopathic doctor named, um, James Wilson. And he wrote a book about this that was fabulous. And he, he was talking about how the adrenal glands actually become fatigued. So he had a theory that the reason people were experiencing these symptoms is because they had like a mild form of Addison's and their adrenal glands weren't able to produce those hormones. Now looking through like the physiology and how, how things work and the science behind it, we've learned that that's not necessarily the case. It's more of like an adaptive physiology, right? So in adrenal dysfunction, which is kind of more of the, the accurate term, I believe the adrenals are capable of producing hormones at the right times and the right amounts, but there's a communication breakdown between the brain and the adrenal glands because of all this like stress accumulation. And so, um, so that's, what's actually happening. And it's funny because I'll, I'll see people like, they'll say like adrenal fatigue doesn't exist. And, um, even people in like the natural community, and then, you know, you look into PubMed and the published research and it'll be like hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction. And guess what? The symptoms are exactly the same as adrenal fatigue, right? And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of to me, like one of the things that makes me scratch my head, why there's so much like controversy and drama about this, because like the symptoms are very real and we understand the mechanism behind it. Maybe like, it's not convenient to say hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction every time. So I feel like the, the term adrenal fatigue just kind of 
sticks a little bit better. Yeah. And I think that doctors are, they're looking for other things that have a, a drug that, you know, they, cause people, they go to the doctor, they want to get a, a pill, you know, to just fix me, you know, and even with like integrative doctors, you know, you may go into them and um, get diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. And they're typically, typically going to say, you know, try to get more sleep, quick caffeine, maybe take some hormones like DHEA. Is that an, an approach that you recommend as a solution? I used to recommend that as an approach and I've used it myself personally to get myself to feel better. And I've worked with lots of women utilizing that approach to help them feel better. This approach can work very well if you're uh, if you're working with a practitioner that's trained in it. Typically takes about three months to two years to fully feel better with this approach. Um, and there's some drawbacks with it. So some of the hormones like pregnenolone and DHEA some women might have trouble with metabolizing them. They might have side effects from them. DHEA can kind of convert to something that is kind of really nasty um, that can make you grow chin hair and have cystic acne. I have had that experience personally as have other women. So, um, so I know that's not a desirable thing for everybody. DHEA can overconvert to estrogen. Not so good if you have estrogen dominance, if you have a history of estrogen sensitive cancers, you know, or family history of it, you may not want to utilize that. And then there's like the, the kind of logistics of, you know, can you sleep for 12 hours a night, 10 to 12 hours? And can you quit the coffee? Can you quit the caffeine? I know I've had some people that are like, you know, you're not going to take that coffee out of my cold dead hands, right? Like, this is the last thing I'm doing. This is the only thing that's keeping me like half alive and giving that's me, me. like, I don't care if I have my adrenal heal or not. I'm having my coffee because <laughs> I did have adrenal fatigue at one point in my life, but absolutely. But I was like, I can't quit the coffee. Sorry. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I, I get it. And I honestly, I didn't get it until I became a new mom. I know I had some clients before that were like, they were like, I'm tired throughout the day and I can't sleep at night. I'm waking up having to go pee at night and I'm, um, you know, just having a really hard time to, to sleeping. Right. And I'd be like, okay, let me look at your food and diet log. You drink six cups of coffee a day. Oh my goodness. Well, that's, that's, that's something we're going to have to solve. Right. And I was like, I feel like I know the problem, the cause of all of your problems, just quit your coffee and sleep more. And they were like, well, I quit coffee and now I'm tired. I have no joy in my life. And, you know, I'm even more tired than I was, and I'm still having trouble sleeping and I'm still waking up and going pee. Maybe something's got better. Like there, I know one, um, one particular client was like, okay, I don't have as much as many headaches. Right. So that's good. But at the same time, it's like coffee, isn't necessarily the cause of adrenal issues. Being addicted to coffee in the mornings is actually a symptom of adrenal issues is what I came to realize. And being addicted to something like wine or a drink in the evening is another kind of symptom um, and this is kind of how we try to self-medicate. So like, if you have morning fatigue, you can't get out of bed in the morning. What are you going to do? You're going to crawl to your coffee machine, right? And like, try to wake yourself up. If you have trouble falling asleep at night and you have that like crazy monkey mind in the evenings, you're going to go pour yourself a glass of wine and that's going to help you relax and unwind just a little bit. Um, and so I fully was able to appreciate that um, there was another path that was needed for healing. So perhaps some more protocols. I, I always feel like there's more than one way to like peel a potato, right? Where there's so many different paths to healing, so many beautiful protocols out there. And when I was a new mom, I was eight months postpartum. I had this beautiful baby and I was nursing my baby. I was really wanted to 
you know, to nurse. And also my baby kept waking up every like two to three hours, right. From the time he was about four months old, they go through that like four month sleep progression. And I was like, I need to test my adrenals. Cause I, I I'm not feeling too good. And sure enough, I was like flatlined adrenals where my cortisol was really low throughout the day. And I felt like that. I was like waking up exhausted. I could barely do anything. Um, I definitely wasn't doing interviews like this that required my brain to work. Um, and I was like, just going to bed exhausted and then waking up the next morning, kind of exhausted. And so I was like, okay, if I wasn't breastfeeding, I could like take these hormones, but I'm not comfortable, like taking these hormones and passing them onto my baby. And if I like, wasn't, you know, if I didn't have a baby, I could sleep 12 hours a night, but I have a baby. Like, so I, I can't do that. And most most of my clients with kids were like, yeah, sleep 10 to 12 hours. That's not going to happen um, with young kids. Right. And the other part of it was like, I had just started drinking coffee for the first time in like my adult life on a regular basis. And this was like, what was getting me through that time. Like I needed that coffee to like, take care of my, my son and to like function. Right. So I was like, okay, none of these things that I used to use I can't do most of them now. So like, how am I going to come up with something else that works? And I kind of, I kind of had always had this theory about like safety. And when we are getting a lot of danger signals from our bodies, we can shift our bodies into a healing state by focusing on safety signals. So I just went deeper in on various safety signals that I could send to myself that didn't require me to like quit coffee or um, sleep a lot. So I could build my energy from within and, you know, get the most rest out of the sleep that I was getting. And so I came up with, um, this adrenal transformation protocol worked really well for me within three weeks. I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm my brain's working again. I can function again. Um, you know, I was still sleep deprived. And so that was still affecting me, but it wasn't like to the same degree as it was before I started doing these things. And then I ended up um, having enough energy to like pilot it with like a group of few hundred women in my community. And it worked so well for them. Like none of them were like breastfeeding moms or anything. They were just women with thyroid issues, chronic fatigue, so on and so forth. Um, it worked really, really well for them. And then we've gone through over about 3,500 people going through the program with like 93% reduction in brain fog, 80% reduction in things like fatigue and all of the adrenal symptoms within like three weeks where my old protocols used to take like months, right. To, to see even marginal benefits. So, so this is why I'm here and talking about it because this is like a new path to healing or an underutilized path to healing that I want to share more about. Yeah. And it's so important because I mean, some of my most popular podcasts are on stress and stress resiliency, which is the adrenals and, and caring for your adrenals. And it's something that I think so many people are, you know, they either don't know what's going on with them or they, they think they have some serious medical issue or they're getting older. And no, it's just that in, in people can't, they can't burn the candle at both ends. I think people eventually learn when their body starts reducing in function, or they have all these different symptoms that they just, they're going to have to slow down. You know, our bodies just aren't equipped to, to deal with the, our modern lifestyle. And so when it comes to like coffee, I think people, they can have one or two cups of maybe eight, you know, maybe four to eight, they need to maybe wean down. But I've, I've heard of Dave Asprey talk about this. And when you put fats in the coffee, that that will kind of 
not whip the adrenals as hard. Do you agree with that? So definitely one of the strategies that I utilize is making sure that you're getting plenty of protein and fat every few hours, because whenever we do things like carbs or coffee, that actually can send us, you know, on this like blood sugar roller coaster and combining that with some protein and fat could be helpful. So doing things like putting, um, butter, or if you're sensitive to butter, something like coconut oil, MCT oil, or even coconut cream into your coffee can be extremely helpful for kind of dampening that effect that you would get from, from just the pure caffeine. Right. And so when I have my people go through the program, I first focus on creating energy in their bodies. So we focus on like mitochondrial support, adrenal support, and getting them aligned with the circadian rhythm really, really well. And then they find that they can like get off of the caffeine naturally versus like forcing, like you're going to quit caffeine, you're going to have headaches and withdrawal, and you're going to feel miserable. We're like, let's make you feel really, really good first. And by week, like three or four, when you're on the plan and you're like producing your own energy, holy cow, you're not going to be as dependent on the caffeine throughout the day. You're not going to be as dependent on the wine in the evenings. Right. I mean, like, it would be amazing if, if you could just snap your fingers and not need these things, but like, there's a reason why you're self-medicating. So I want to give you different kinds of medicine that you can um, utilize to build up your energy levels naturally so that perhaps, you know, you can still enjoy your coffee, right. And you can enjoy maybe one or two cups a day, but you're not like addicted. And if you decide not to drink it, you won't feel horrific. Right. Like you're going to die yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you have no joy. You're just gray. Um, so what about adaptogens? So can people ashwagandha and adaptogen their way out of uh, adrenal dysfunction? Adaptogens are such a great tool for working our way out of adrenal dysfunction. So I love ashwagandha. I love holy basil. Um, I love rhodiola. There's so many different adaptogens and options out there that that can be really life-changing. So they give us a little bit more resiliency, right? So I, I typically will say people like, when you start adaptogens, everybody around you all of a sudden becomes less annoying, right? Part of being in that like fight or flight mode is like, you're very irritable, you're kind of edgy and you're like almost like ready to receive something negative from the world around you. And just shifting your stress response, even with just taking an adaptogen, you're like, oh, maybe that person wasn't giving me dirty looks. They were just scratching their eye. And it gives you a little a more of like a lens into reality, right? Um, and taking you away from that like stressed out lens. I do love utilizing them. They're part of the healing plan. You know, you can't necessarily be like doing everything like you know, burning yourself out and having all these other toxic habits and taking adaptogens, right? That that's kind of, you, you know, we can't like, it's putting like a bandaid over a, um, a leaky fishbowl, right? Without really addressing like the whole. So part of my plan is yes, we were, we do adaptogens help you build resiliency that through that way, but there's also like 14 specific safety signals that we're going to be utilizing. And um, throughout the process to help you in various, like from various directions to get to the root cause of like the stress issue. Can you talk more about the, the safety signals and, and what those are exactly that you talk about in your, your adrenal transformation protocol? Sure. Um, so when I mentioned safety signals is kind of countering to like what the body perceives as stress. 
when you're thinking about like, uh, being a, a cave woman with your cave woman jeans, like what, like, what are the habits and daily things that you're doing in your life? How are they affecting you? Right. We kind of like, we live in this modern world, but we still have these cave woman jeans. And if you were to be a cave woman, that was like skipping meals and like running on a treadmill, right. That would be like a signal to you as a cave woman that like you are either like in a famine or you're being chased by a lot of bears, like every single day at a specific time. Right. <laughs> if you have a workout routine and that would be like, just setting off your metabolism and setting off you, sending you off into that survival mode. And we do that. Like in our modern day, we're like, we go exercise and sometimes it's like too much for us. And we like, skip foods. I know a lot of women with, with thyroid issues or just women in midlife are like, Oh my gosh, I'm putting on some weight. I'm just going to cut out calories and I'm going to like do more aerobic exercise. And then our body's like, ah, we're in a famine. Okay. Let's slow down metabolism. Let's help you survive. And so part of that is like figuring out what is sending you those danger signals and see how you can modify it. Sometimes the danger signals are like there. Like if you're, you know, if you have a newborn and you're sleep deprived, like there's I mean, you can hire maybe a nanny. There's, there's different ways out of that, but there's certain mo- things that we can't necessarily modify. And so we have to kind of keep those stressors on board. And so we want to just stack the safety component and send our body signals that we're safe and that it's a safe time to thrive. And so we can kind of shift right into that safety thrive thriving mode. And one of the really big safety signals that I like to focus on is nutrition. And so we're eating plentiful foods. We're not starving ourselves. We're not restricting calories. We're eating enough food so that we feel satisfied. We're eating like nourishing and nutrient dense foods. Um, We're not eating the foods that are inflammatory to us. We're making sure we're getting enough like protein and fat. And this can send the body like a really, really powerful signal of like, Hey, we're safe. We're not in a famine. We're not in a famine. We're not in a famine. It's okay to relax. Like it's okay to digest. It's okay not to store fat. Right. Um, and it's remarkable how well the safety signal works. I'll have so many women that are like, I do all this exercise and I have so many low calories. I'm trying to lose weight. And they're like scared to like, try this. Right. But then they will try it and reluctantly, and they'll be like, I like did less exercise and I ate more food. It was like very nourishing food, but I like lost five pounds or 10 pounds. That's kind of the average of what women who want to lose weight will lose throughout that four week process. Um, And so that that's kind of one of the big safety signals that I focus on. And then we also focus on proper hydration, not just water. We add electrolytes and I don't mean Gatorade. Um, (laughs) We focus on aligning to the circadian rhythm. We also um, really focus on one particular safety signal that I don't think like I don't think it gets enough credit in like the natural community. Cause we're always telling people to like restrict this and do this exercise and do this other thing that like maybe doesn't taste so good and, you know, take all these pills and so on and so forth. But the one kind of big thing that most people say made a really, really big transformation in their symptoms is adding like pleasurable activities throughout your day, like kind of being like, okay, part of what I'm doing today is focusing on doing things that I love and things that I enjoy. And that can really shift us into that safety zone really quickly. 
Yeah. For me, that's eating. <laughs> and one thing, the safety signal for me is not fasting because whenever I have an extended fasting, I, uh, my cortisol goes way up and I'm like, Oh, time for some protein. So I just never quite, quite make it, you know, towards the end of the day, <laughs> the fasting. I'm just not, not for me. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what we'll learn in your, your book and the adrenal transformation protocol and where we can get it. So the adrenal transformation protocol is a four week plan to help people go from surviving to thriving and letting go of their stress symptoms. And really like, it will show you how to take care of yourself properly, how to like send your body, all these safety signals. I do focus on like nutrition and hydration, balancing your circadian rhythm. We utilize, um, supplements as well throughout the program, very limited amount of supplements for four weeks, but they're kind of like multi-purpose supplements that can be really game-changing, right? So like adaptogens and some of the nutrients that are depleted during a stress response, like B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, um, electrolytes, and that really helps our body recover and regenerate faster from stress, right? And then we also focus on like transformational work. So a lot of it is building pleasure and kind of getting the spark back and getting the vitality back into your life by like shifting from, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this to like, let me create some pleasure in my life. And let me talk to my body in a very positive way so that I feel good and I feel happy. And, um, it really does shift in just three weeks when we do all of these habits, the other thing we also focus on is building resilience. So I know like for a while, I think there was like this trend of like, anything is stressful, like just get rid of it. But like, we live in the modern world. So you can't just live in a monastery and like meditate all day. Right. And, um, not have any stress in your life. Right. And you don't actually want to not have stress. So stress can be part of growing. Right. So there can be positive stressors, but we really focus on how do you build resilience for the person? Right. And so we focus on, on what types of exercise could be breaking your body further down, what kind of exercises could build you back up. Um, and we also focus on things that I feel like are going to weigh us down. So things like past traumas, how to clear those properly, um, setting boundaries and some more of like the personal transformation methods, because we can take all the adaptogens that we want and we can use all the positive affirmations in the world but if there's still like some messaging within our brains that we um you know like we're not enough or are um we could never get well or that it's it's not good to take care of yourself or whatever whatever these messages like we maybe grew up with and are kind of planted in our subconscious um we're not going to be able to like sustain getting better. So it, it really is a comprehensive plan to help people feel so much better, like brain fog, fatigue, adrenal, like all of the symptoms within just three days when we shift into that thriving state. Yeah. And it's so key. I just love that you're educating people about this because it's, you know, we have to find ways to reduce stress. We have to find ways to heal our adrenal glands because that can be, I, I think for many people, one of the first health issues they encounter is having issues with their adrenals or their thyroid and the symptoms that that come along with that. And so address those, then that, that can set you up for much better health in the future as well. Uh, Cause you know, addressing your adrenal health and thyroid health, those, those same habits 
are good for your entire body, for all of your health as well. Uh, so Isabella, thank you so much for joining us today on the Myers Detox podcast. So where can we learn more about you and your work? Oh, yes. Um, so my website is thyroidpharmacist.com. Um, my book can be found on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold. That's that in the background here. You can see a little picture of it. And I have a guide for people at thyroidpharmacist.com slash ABC that focuses on kind of the basics and the fun foundations of getting and resetting your stress response. So a lot of those nutrients that get depleted from stress response and some um, de-stressing techniques as well. Yeah, no stress, it, it, it like depletes your minerals and so many other nutrients. I, think, I don't think people realize how much. Um, well, uh, Isabella, thank you so much for joining us today. And everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the Myers Detox Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers and love bringing health experts from around the world to help give you those little nuggets, those little pieces of the puzzle to help you upgrade your health because you deserve to feel good. Talk to you soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.